and welcome to the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy to be here again with you and with each other to talk about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Starting off with news, like we usually do, we have our date set for our next Patreon virtual crafty night. It is the 30th of June at 5 p.m. Pacific or 8 p.m. Eastern. We just hang out for a couple hours, bring whatever crafts you like, bring whatever beverages you like, and just uh, hang out in our Discord. And it's a a fun time. It's nice. Mm -hmm. And what other news have we got? Uh, I am hosting a Barbie party on July. This isn't July. There we go. July 22nd uh, with Kemper of Junk Yarns at Freeman's Creative in Durham, North Carolina. We are doing a free event uh, during the day. Uh, and we're going to have like fun events. There's going to be some like food vendors there. Uh, we'll be selling kits, uh, for Kemper's new groovy tubes, sock pattern, uh, that have cute little mesh bags and a Yarny dream house pin included. And yeah, it's going to be a good time. There will be knitting and vibes and, you know, cotton candy and all sorts of fun things happening there and then we're going to travel together to go see the movie afterwards and you can buy your movie tickets now on the freeman's creative website uh it's on their events page or you can go to my website check out the news section i have a post about it that has the link in there and then sweet in August, I will be in Indianapolis for PopCon Indie, uh, the 25th through the 27th. So we can jump into our creative content. And you finished something this week. I finished something. Wow. It's socks. <gasps> what beautiful socks. You have them on sock blockers and everything. Yeah, I'm so impressive. These are my Javol, Ling Yarns Javol socks that I made for myself. This is a sock yarn that I typically use for a Chad. But I made it for me this time, so I don't have a pair of socks with this yarn, and I'm excited because it's very hard wearing, and it's just you know a self striping uh, in some dark very purples, purple. purples and reds and stuff. It's very burgundy, and I bought this from Circle of Stitches a long time ago before I like did events and like worked with Anna and stuff. So that's fancy. Yay! They're so beautiful. Socks. Socks. I've been working on a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to see first? <laughs> I don't know. Show don't me know. things. I've been working on my blanket, my temperature mm-hmm. blanket, like you do. You can kind of see I've got another couple inches. It's lots of yellows and oranges because the weather's finally getting warmer. I really like June's pattern. It's called trellis. It feels like an optical illusion to me. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm a big fan. It's interesting to see we had a couple days of cold snaps. So it'll be interesting to see how that gets worked in there. So that is my heirloom temperature blanket. It is mosaic crochet. The designer is Soraya Hussain. I highly recommend this temperature blanket pattern. It looks way more interesting than every other temperature blanket pattern I've ever seen in my life. Hooray! (laughs) Look (laughs) at this huge roll. I'm like half, you know, halfway through this year. It's like a sleeping bag. It's like the size of a sleeping bag. It's so big. Have you been working on your blanket? Did you bring it to show? I didn't bring it because I didn't didn't do anything impressive. I did a little bit, like an inch probably. Mm -hmm. I'm also big time in my Tweety era. (laughs) 
So I have my chaos tube mm-hmm. and I actually just heard from our friend Marina, who's the fiber artist who blends these, these fibers. And she says that her chaos theory has been selling really well. So if you want a custom order, custom order it from her, maybe go do that before it runs totally out. So I've got maybe like a good mm-hmm. six to eight inches of knitting. There's my progress keeper from last time. And it's like tonal grays with multicolored rainbow Tweety Flex. It is making me just so stinking happy just to work on this. The whole And I've got armholes. My armholes were a little big and floppy, so I did a little crochet in there to give them a little more structure. And I like that. I've tried it on. It fits really comfortably over my shoulders. And that's the whole point is that it's just a versatile big old tube without sleeves to be wearing. <laughs> A big body sock. It is a big body sock. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'll make a video. I'll make lots of videos about it when it's done, just in the knitting phase. But yeah, so that's my first Tweety project. Your first Tweety project. Oh yeah, you're doing the held double tweet yarn thing. Um, Yeah, and I put in a little work on my vanilla hat with the tweed yarn. So I, I folded over my brim and I'm into the, um, the body of the hat, the stockinette part, it's really nice. So yeah, probably got a good four, four to six inches of work done in there. This is just my take it out and about with me project. It is one skein of indie dyed fingering. This nice gray base is from my friend Jay of Archaic Fibers. It is the human behavior colorway and it's held double with the commercial make it tweed little strand. It's like a little strand of lace weight, with a little tweedy flex. It's, it's really fun. cute. Like, it's adorable. It is super adorable. I'm very much in my tweed phase. This is my headed out and about project. Nice. That's all my tweed. Would you like to see my out and about project? Yes. I think you'll be impressed with me. Mm hmm. <gasps> Steven! It's Steven. You did pick the Steven one. Oh, it looks so delightful. Oh. Does he look cute? Look at him. He looks so cute. It's my Steven Universe yarn. Emily was nice and got all the colorways, and it just looks so cheerful. I'm, it's it's making me very happy. Um, I worked on this at my slow show last weekend, and it was filling me with joy. And I worked on it while we've been watching the, the final season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's great vanilla knitting. Um, I'm doing my toe up uh, witch's brew pattern. Uh, so I am doing an afterthought heel. So I've just been mm-hmm. just been tubing, and then I'm gonna go back and place the heel later because I can't be oh. bothered now. Oh, that marker is not your your heel marker? This marker is where I was from. I did this much at the show last mm. last weekend and this much watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Nice. Um, so that's Are what you that going to make is. them long socks? Yes. I think I'm going to do my long, which is brew full with the calf increases situation. So full knee socks. Uh, they don't go above. They're like just under knee socks. Right. Because uh, that's how much I can get out of a ball. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. Because I, I I like this and I want to use as much of it as possible. Very cheerful. It it makes me happy. Um, and I I in the winter, I wear my, my knee socks over my leggings a good amount. And I don't have that mm-hmm. many of them. So I think that that is what I'm going to end up doing. I'm also already this far 
Yeah. Yeah, You've got a good foot of sock going on. Um, So I think I'm going to dirty just hold this up to one of my other same socks and uh, just like put a marker in for the heel and do it that way, (laughs) which I've done before. But yeah, yeah. Uh, or I I also might be responsible and put it on my knitting barber uh, cables and try it on and actually figure out where the heel should go. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what I do. Uh, but we're getting to a point where I'm kind of nervous that I need to start increasing soon. Mm-hmm. So I need to figure out where that heel is going exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is really fun to work with. I really like the hot pink stripe particularly is my favorite. Um, it's very bold. I was very, I was concerned that I was knitting it upside down uh, because I'm doing it toe up, but I don't want to re- rewind the ball. So I've just accepted that it's upside down. Lauren's mm-hmm. face is indicating that it is in fact upside down, but this pink color is kind of like his skin color, right? What is this pink color? I don't know. I just felt like throwing in an extra pink. Yeah. So this is his, the red and the yellow is his shirt, uh-huh. clearly. And the hot pink is his belly button. And this is his uh-huh. pants. And uh-huh. the black is his hair. Uh huh. So it is upside down. But if we consider this pink color to be kind of his skin color, then oh. it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Which is what I'm going to choose to believe that it's not upside down. Okay. Yeah. I had this discussion. Um, I know we've talked about it in the the Patreon and in our Discord. I think it was Elspeth who said it, but um, sometimes my colors, if they're a specific character, do have an up, like a right side up and an upside down. And I got really in my head about it, um, about like, oh, shoot, maybe I should wind the yarn one way or the other, but, but people knit toe up or cuff down. So there's no point in me telling anybody what the quote unquote right way is because people knit in a variety of ways and people don't consider what I consider the right way. And it's... I make art supplies for people to make their own art with. Yeah. And I definitely, when I, when I started and I got the jeans color and, Mm -hmm. and like, then the, like the shirt color is under the jeans color. I was like, ah, I bet this is quote unquote upside down, but I've decided it can go either way because of that mystery pink stripe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I threw extra pinks in there because I just didn't want all the primary colors next to each other i wanted to break i wanted to break up the primary colors as much as possible yeah and if i fold and get rid of that pink it's too it's too much primary mm-hmm. yay it's, so cute. it's really cute and it'll be right side up when you look down at them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's so I, much I fun haven't taken a picture of it yet i need to take a picture of it I always feel bad. Well, it's kind of gotten to the point now where my stuff sells out pretty quick. So when people are making socks and I'm posting pictures of people's makes, they're like, oh, and it's like, I don't have that for people to buy. It's a bummer. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping I've been making so much yarn lately. Hopefully there will be plenty for people. But in terms of me posting it, if it gets more people to go look at your page and then be like, she's sold out, I'll follow her so they can see her future updates, then that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes right now my ideas are outpacing my ability to produce mm-hmm. this this happens but anyway if you want to hear more about our business stuff become a patron listen to office hours Woo. <laughs> what else have you been working on uh that you know that's it drawing you've been working on your started. sweater 
I worked on yeah. my sweater. It's, you know, it looks the same. It looks the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did a little bit on my Melu Ren shawl, but something just jumped into my brain. It was like, you can only work on this when you're watching Star Wars because mm-hmm. I have gremlins that live in my brain. Mm-hmm. So I can see from my little 3PO stitch marker that I've only done one little pattern repeat of this little uh, lace bud looking thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm into the dark blue which is dreamland by sister Nancy yarns and i really like it finished out my big um my medium mainly run brioche cute yeah it's cute i like it um i've been doing a little i've been watching star wars as i make star wars yarn so i only have it in me to like do one push of star wars every day and a lot of times it's while i'm processing yarns i've been doing much while i'm knitting that's fair I'm really excited to start building in some of the brighter colors. I think it's going to make this shawl really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's all I've been doing. Have you been working on anything else? Mm -mm. Sweet. And then we acquired some things. The only thing I acquired this week was this shirt. It's from the artist Bill Krasoffi. And I, there were jokes about this uh, during Pride Month shenanigans. It says, it's it's a little like Baphomet inspired demon with a pink pitchfork and thigh high boots with a rainbow in the back. And at the bottom, it says Pride Month all together. But with the color blocking, the word demon in the Pride Month is looks like one word as well. And I enjoy it. It's very and funny. They, they didn't have um, and all the offerings for shirt sizes were unisex and they were out of the smaller ones. So I got like a unisex medium, which is a little too big for me. Uh, so I promptly cut off the sleeves and turned Make it, it into really like, gay. yeah, I turned it into a workout shirt. And I'm definitely wearing my rainbow unicorn bralette mm-hmm. from Mitchell's creation underneath it. Nice. What did you get? Uh, I vented at PopCon Louisville this past weekend. So mm-hmm. I bought some stuff from some makers and I'm going to show you the stickers I put on my water bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also got you some stickers from some people. And I got Kemper some stickers. for. I got some stickers. Um, I this, love it. It's a pastel pentacle. It's a beautiful pastel actually, pentacle with a heart. Actually, it's a pentagram because it's upside down. No, it's still a pentacle because it's in the circle. Mm. Pentagram would have straight edges instead of the mm. circle. Uh, but it's a bunch of different pastel colors. It's got a cute little heart. And this is by Board Bunny, who is my new vendor friend that is super awesome. I got other stickers that I'm not going to show because they're going to show up at your house eventually. But uh, she makes really cute uh, designs, lots of different queer stuff. I got a cute hat that I forgot to bring with me that says support local queers in cute little pastel fonts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, very cute arts. Uh, and then this is a Spirit Away sticker. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. With a little no face and a little curled up haku uh, mm-hmm. and some some soot sprite candies happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is by Glitch Bat who is a local artist to me and they make a lot of cool fan art inspired stuff. Uh, so check them out. Lots of cute stickers, lots of cute keychains and stuff too. Mm-hmm. I just started stickerizing my, um, my clipboard here. So that'll, I'm excited to add more. 
there are going to be fresh things coming to you for that. And then I also got this cute little tin mm-hmm. by Cry Time, uh, which it's just a printed like Altoids tin, basically. Um, it's got it says Wolfsbang, and this is like they they have kind of like a Nordic mm-hmm. uh, art style almost. Uh, that's really colorful, and it says to keep your demons at bay on the back. Mm-hmm. I just thought this was cute. It is a also, cute tin. I also got a cute print from them, but it's up on my wall already. It's a like celestial hot pink cat, so that's sweet. Nice, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. If we're all done with that, we can joke, jump, joke. We can jump into a cult corner after my brain has stopped glitching here. And I can tell you a fun tale. This welcome to Lauren's internet rabbit hole. Um, so this week, in honor of our Orca comrade, White Gladys, who is tearing rudders off of yachts in the Straits of Gibraltar, we're going to talk about the folklore history of orca whales and kind of whales in general Mm -hmm. and i'm really excited about this um because it let me dig into some actually it let me dig into like the personal lore of like the two cultures i come from which is japanese and italian um so it's fun those are some little niche interests of mine but in general all this stuff about (laughs) the orcas teaching other orcas how to attack boats in in the Straits of Gibraltar area is great. I hope they don't get hurt when they're tearing up boats. And I think humans need to remember that if they want to take to the seas, that you got to fight monsters for your existence. That's the way it's always been. You got to be respectful and or fight the monsters. Humans don't don't belong out there mm-hmm. unless you're going to behave responsibly. Um, and I think it's great that the ocean is fighting back. A little bit. Anyway, back to orcas after my ranting. Um, or I did not know until this stuff started happening that orcas were in the Atlantic. But it turns out orcas are everywhere. Orcas are pretty much everywhere where it doesn't get frozen in. Mm. There, there is nowhere that they aren't. Orcas are actually very large dolphins. I didn't mm-hmm. know that either. Um I know that because my dad was a marine biology major in college, so I know more about aquatic life than you'd guess. (laughs) I just think they're really neat. um, They're called the wolves of the sea, which makes sense because they're pack hunters and carnivores. And like there have been documented instances of orcas helping humans hunt other whales because orcas love hunting whales. It's just their thing. Plenty the Elder wrote about that in the first century CE, um, he wrote about an orcas attacking uh, a different er, a whale in, in the Mediterranean. And everybody was like, there's orcas in the Mediterranean. And turns out Planet the Elder was right all along. I think the wolves of the sea thing is pretty interesting because I was just kind of looking around lots of different cultures, um, whale folklore. And I saw the correlation between uh, wolves and orcas in both Siberian culture and then indigenous American cultures, which makes a lot of sense considering the theory about how America was populated via, you know, the Bering Strait. Those people's folklores would be related. Um, But I didn't really want to get too much into that. I just thought it was that was an interesting anthropological note. Um, 
And I also learned that orcas are apex predators, which is cool too. Nothing else in the ocean really wants to eat them because they're mean and they have giant gaping maws full of teeth and they're very smart, um, which is super cool. So the name orca is actually Roman. I didn't know that. It comes from the Etruscan god of the dead, whose name was Orcus. So Etruscans are the indigenous Tuscan people. Uh, it's not like Italy was super duper colonized. And if they were quote unquote colonized back in the Roman times, it was by their neighbors. It wasn't like a, it was a normal sort of immigration story, but anyway, um, yeah. So that comes from the Latin Orcus, which is derived from the Etruscan God of the dead. And the Romans were a big fan Actually, lots of European myth- mythologies, Norse included, was a big fan of like, when you incorporate new people into your sphere, you incorporate their gods into your pantheon. And so the Etruscan Orcus got kind of folded into the whole like Pluto Hades dynamic, that whole sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool because these big old Orca dolphins are just murdering things in the sea for fun, like they do. And then I started looking into some Japanese folklore around orca whales. And that was super cool. And just whales in general, the Ainu, which are like a traditional indigenous people in Hokkaido have a orca whale, like shaped anthropomorphized orca whale God called Rami or no Rep Un Kamui. who's just a general God of the sea. Most cultures, gods of the sea, because the sea is fickle. Like it brings bounty and causes like storms and calamities. Lots of people go out to sea, don't come back. Most sea gods are both are are equal parts, like tricksters and gift givers. And so it's that sort of a vibe. The only stories I could find about that, where it's just this personification of the sea and stories about, um, this God providing the whale, um, providing people with like a whale carcass as a bounty and like a miscommunication about whether the, the villagers were like treating the remains respectfully. And that's, that, that's all I could really find on that. Like I knew legend of their orca whale sea God, which is cool. But in greater Japan, there's more whale deities. There was one, just like a general whale de- deity called the Kyochakushin, which is roughly translated according to the articles I found to the drifting ashore god. And that's kind of a reference to um, pre-industrial Japan when they weren't um, like they were, of course, all island nations are seafaring, but this is when they were mostly just within their uh, coastal range and they weren't like going across huge oceans when a whale carcass or like a whale that maybe like gets stuck coming in close to shore, chasing a shoal of fish and there the locals were able to either like go out into the bay or into the coastal waters and hunt that whale. And that was a huge benefit as far as like resources to them. And it could make a difference between a village starving and having a bounty. And that was called passive whaling. Obviously there are super problematic things with modern whaling that we're not going to get into, but back when that was a subsistence thing, um, it was cool. And a lot of that, um, cultural stuff about the the whale deities was about uh, like in so many indigenous cultures using everything you could from um from a uh, an animal and seeing that its remains are honored and treated respectfully and there's lots of cool like whale bone shrines across different parts of japan which i think is neat um 
And they also have a ghost whale called the Bakikujita, um, which is just, it's a ghost skeleton whale. Hell it's like a ghost yeah. ship, but a whale. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> um, and that's just your general, that falls in line with like the spectral, like the, the a seafaring ghost thing, which is like, it can be a bad omen or like there are tales about fishermen seeing like, oh, I see a whale out in the bay i'm gonna get it and they shoot the harpoon and the harpoon goes straight, straight through it because it's it's a skeleton ghost it's whale. ghost whale <laughs> ghost whale mm-hmm. yeah and that is my small short and sweet uh presentation on whales in folklore and their cultural significance as the wolves of the sea just out there messing up yachts godspeed mm-hmm comrade white gladys oh that was my last fun fact the orca that they um that currently is teaching other whales how to tear rudders off of yachts out in like the mediterranean area her name is white gladys but it's g-l-a-d-i-s like gladys like gladiator not like gladys the name oh see i've only heard about it on podcasts so i didn't know that mm-hmm and I thought, as somebody who enjoys learning romance languages, that that was a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gladys like gladiator with an I, not Gladys like Y, which does make me wonder, like, where the name Gladys that mm-hmm. we as Westerners think of comes from. Yeah. Cool. What? Yes, wishing a very happy day to our orca friends. Love that for white Gladys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. That is sweet. <laughs> that was a brief dip into Orca mythology. And I think we're just going to try and sell you some stuff before we head on out of here. Mm-hmm. So for our shameless self-promotion section, I will be having an update on July 16th. That's a Sunday. And that is going to be my Ladies of the Clone Wars collection. There's going to be, this is going to be probably my biggest self-striping update yet. It's going to be massive. Um, I hope you guys like Star Wars yarn. We do. But I've seen photos and you're going to like Ventress. She's good. My grungy girl. Say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have a Kickstarter running. It is my pronoun pals, a pride pin collection Kickstarter of interchangeable pronoun pins, many pride flax and different little pals that are animal heads and butts that you can put above your plaques i've added a bunch of new personality plaques recently including a crafting one and a judges and dragons dice one so go check that out on ye olde kickstarter fantastic and if you're looking to find us anywhere around the internet please head on over to fibercoven.com it'll have show notes for what you just listened to it will have links to my yarn and emily's merch kickstarter and patterns as well as links to our patreon where we have a whole another podcast we talk about what's going on for us business-wise as well as what media we're into and it's where we keep most of our nerd rants and then our Discord group is really cool and you can hang out with us for virtual crafty nights so fibercoven.com for all that good stuff And until next week, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.